just give me the raw materials. I don't want anybody else to tell me how I'm supposed to live my life. Just give me the raw materials and let me work with those and play with those and see what I can come up with if I'm left to my own creativity. Welcome to the Garden Path Podcast. I am your host, Misty Little. This is episode 13. And today my guest is Mandy Stewart out of Oklahoma. She's my third Oklahoma garden guest. I guess I know a lot of Oklahoma people. She is someone I came to know starting about the fall of 2010. She's an artist and an author and a teacher and most recently a gardener and a new one. And I thought it would be very, very exciting to have a very fresh gardener uh, on the podcast because I think a lot of us forget our own garden beginnings and that there's also a lot of new gardeners or people interested in dabbling in gardening, but it's kind of daunting and scary to just begin. And the conversation I had with Mandy was just fantastic because she looks at gardening from a sense of wonder and magic and uh, experimentation, and it's it's all new to her. She's she's learning it all and making her own mistakes as she goes, and and brushing it aside if if she has a failure and and going going on. It's it's fun. It's interesting, and um, I, I, that's what I loved about the conversation we had. And um, I hope you guys will enjoy it too. Um, if you have any comments for Mandy or want to connect because you're an Oklahoma gardener, you can leave a comment on her, uh, the blog or um, you can find all of her information at the end of the podcast where she says where her Twitter and Instagram and blog are and all that stuff's in the show notes as well. So, and uh, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and Stitcher, Google Play and iTunes now. Um, so you have lots of cool places to listen to the podcast and I also wanted to say it might be a little bit slow this summer. I know a lot of people are going to be gardening. I'm going to be gardening. So um, it might get a little bit slow here for a while. Don't worry, I'm not going away. Um, but it will definitely pick back up in the fall. So with that, I hope you guys enjoy uh, the podcast and have a great gardening summer. So hi, how are you? I'm good. Um, I guess we'll get started by saying if you want to introduce yourself and where you where you live and garden. Absolutely. My name is Mandy Stewart, and I live in Oklahoma City. And you asked me about my gardening zone, and I have no idea. So <laughs> <laughs> I think um, I've had two other Oklahoma people, and I think they were seven B or seven A. So, um, they're in your zone in that area, Okay, Okay. but, um, that's kind of where you're at, I believe. So, okay. And, um, are you there? Heard of zones, but I don't know what, (laughs) so this is perfect. Um, yeah. So gardening zones, the USDA has, you know, it's based on like, um, freeze dates and, you know, how many cold days you have every year and high and low temperatures. And they've, they've kind of adjusted it in the last couple of years uh, with global warming. A lot of people have moving 
into warmer zones, which means that they can push push the limit on some of their uh, growing seasons. So, oh sure, just a good guidance to go by. Obviously, people have like little microclimates and things that they can do in their yard to make uh, to make it a little warmer. You know, grow on the south side of your house, that kind of thing. So, is that worldwide or is that like a country? Like our country, um, our our country came up with it, and I know okay. other countries have their own gardening zones. Okay, but I'm not familiar exactly with that. So, and even California kind of has their own. I think they have sunset zones, which is based off of the Sunset Magazine, which is their big gardening and outdoor living thing. Interesting. Um, yeah. So. Um, yeah, I'll send you the link on the garden zones. You can put your zip code in and it'll tell you what you, what you should be. And it'll help you decide like plants to buy in the future. So if it says it needs, you know, a certain zone, right. Gotcha. And there's usually a range, you know, so that helps. Yeah. So you just started gardening like a couple months ago. Like how did you, what made you decide to do that? Um, we bought a house about a year ago and I think feeling like I owned my own land, so to speak. And I, the, our backyard connects to a proper property that's like open land because it's for drainage. And so we have lots of trees behind us and all this green and, it just was very inspiring to me to have all this land that was my own and thinking about what I could do with it. And um, when we moved in last year, because we hadn't been here, I was kind of noticing plants that were already here. And as they like, as flowers were blooming or I didn't know what kind of trees we had and there were berries on them. And my neighbor was walking by and told me, Oh, you have mulberry trees. And I said, Oh, do I? (laughs) And I said, can you eat mulberries? And he said, yeah, absolutely. So last year I was picking mulberries and um, just fascinated by that because I haven't really I didn't really grow up around that, and um, there's kind of an ownership to having our own home and our own property, and so that's kind of how I got inspired to start growing things. Cool. Yeah, mulberries uh, are really cool. We're probably almost done with our tree, but the birds and the squirrels tend to get it before we do. So that's what I'm, I'm, I'm noticing that we, our tree in the back is full of birds all the time. And I'm not sure I'll ever get any berries off of that tree because they're back by all that land and yeah, they eat them. Yeah. So have you identified a lot of plants in your land or are you just kind of slowly learning? Slowly learning. Um, this year it was interesting because we were here, um, I think we moved in the end of May. So this year we were here earlier in the spring and um, I noticed flowers that were blooming. And so I would take a picture. I often will tag you because you know so much about it, but you know, and put it on Instagram and say, what is this? Is this a weed? Do I pull this? Or it sure is pretty. What is it? 
Right. Um, so like somebody told me that I had primrose. Um, is that what, is that what they're called or primroses? I don't know how you say Yeah. Them. The, uh, the pink, pink flowers. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've just let them grow. I kind of like the wildness of how it looks. I'm not sure. Like, I don't even know what's kosher. I don't know if my neighbors look at what's happening in my front yard and think, oh my gosh, what is she doing? But I just love like something's growing on its own and I didn't plant it and I didn't see it last year either because we weren't here early enough or something. So I'm just letting them grow. And um, so I have those and then um, grape hyacinths, I think is how you say it. I posted that I had that and, um, or what was it is that was one I asked, is this a weed? Because it's really pretty. Um, (laughs) so, and somebody said that I can kind of let it run its course and then I can, it, like it will multiply next year, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. The bulbs will divide. And if you wanted, you could dig them up and, uh, you know, divide the bulbs and plants, spread them about if you wanted to do that. But you can also, uh, in the fall, if you go to like, you know, any of the big like Home Depot stores like that, they'll have bags of grape hyacinth and you can. Yes. And I think you told me that. I think you said, if you love that one, you can get, you can get that. So, yeah. So that's just, it's cool to me to start to identify and, um, I'm really into art, so I've even just been drawing some of the plants that are either right on our property or in the land behind, and I kind of just enjoy pretending like I'm the first one that's ever seen this plant, and (laughs) what makes it different than the other ones I've seen, rather than like knowing the exact name or um, knowing exactly what what it's for if it's going to flower or but just kind of watching it myself and learning that that flow way is very intriguing to me that's cool I like uh I like this conversation because I think uh I mean it's been so long since I was a beginning beginning gardener and I mean I've talked to a few other people who have who just dabble in gardening here and there and it's kind of fun to see like you know, the process of learning things and figuring out how things grow and the do's and don'ts and that kind of thing. Exactly. Yes. Seeing people discover, discover plants. It's fun. Yes. Well, I know I asked you recently, um, because in my art class, we had, I'd had the kids draw the Oklahoma wildflower, which was the um, Indian blanket, or I think it's called Indian paintbrush sometimes. And you had posted a picture and I thought it looked like that, but you had used the more scientific name. Oh, yeah. Is that right? Yeah. And, uh, and that was just cool to me too, to know, Oh, they have all these different names. Like, I don't know if it's who's given them those names and what has stuck, you know, why some of the, some of my teachers were like, no, it's called Indian blanket. No, it's called Indian paintbrush. So, and then you had this other name and, that's really fascinating to me too, how they got their name. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Scientific names just kind of like come to me these days. Cause that's just, I that's guess how world. I operate. That's my world. Right. Yes. So, um, 
but you know, I don't think, um, I don't think people and gardeners especially should be like pressured to use them, especially if it needs to be accessible. So if you're learning, you know, the common name and you'll you'll definitely find that there's like a lot of multiple common names, especially like regionally, like, you know, what somebody calls it in Oklahoma might be a little different than in in Texas. So, and that's kind of interesting too. It is. It is. Cool. Um, So like, as you're, since you're a beginner, um, kind of obstacles have you had to overcome so far or have you really kind of reached that point yet? Yeah. Um, so last year when we had just bought our house, I was working in a coffee shop in the kitchen and I was listening to Jack Johnson um, and he was doing an interview and he was talking about some song he wrote about uh i don't i don't even know what the song is but he said he was inspired by this sweet potato vine that they have growing in their kitchen (laughs) and so last summer like i researched okay how do i grow a sweet potato vine (laughs) because i wanted um to start i was thinking well this is easy like i have sweet potatoes at home i don't have to buy anything and there's no pressure and i can throw it in a jar and wait and see if anything actually happens. And um, I ended up growing one. And then I think I just didn't transplant it fast enough or something, but it ended up dying, I think, because the roots um, rotted. But but it was, that was like my first kind of experiment with, can I grow something? And I was actually at the grocery store today and heard a woman asking how much an aloe vera plant cost. And her daughter was really surprised and said, are you going to buy that mom? And she said, yeah, I think I'll see if I can not kill it. You know, (laughs) very, very tentative. And I think that's what I feel as a beginning gardener is I don't even know that I want to like embrace that name for myself because what if, what if I don't end up doing this again, you know, or what if I really just keep killing things and it just becomes kind of embarrassing. And I think there's something to like, I'm responsible for keeping this alive that there's kind of this subconscious fear of, I don't know if I want to commit to this because I could kill something and it, it needs me. Um, So growing my sweet potato vine, then I was like, well, I'm just going to try it again. So I have another one sitting right here in the windowsill beside me that has just started to sprout. And I'm kind of like, I have lots of little things going, little experiments as I call them, because I think it's easier to try a lot of different things than to just sit and watch one and worry about is it going to make it or is it going to make it so I um I got some seeds that I kind of I usually just research just enough to know what my next step should be because I get overwhelmed with all the information there is to read about gardening and so I read what are some easy plants to grow from seed that I can do in pots 
because I don't really have um, a designated spot that's been cleared away to actually have a garden in the ground at this point. Okay. So um, I have like on my front porch and pots, I have like some sweet peppers and some um, greens like lettuce and kale and um, a bunch of herbs, which I did herbs last year, but I didn't do them from seed. So that was a new adventure for me. Oh, so you did these by seed this year? Yes, I did. Now, what kind of herbs do you got? Um, I have basil, although it must be a different kind of basil because it looks very different unless it's going to grow into as it matures, unless it's going to look different. There are, there are quite a few varieties of basil, so it's definitely possible. So, okay. Yeah. I have basil and I have sage and, um, cilantro, rosemary, which my rosemary from last year never died. Like it's still kind of, it's usually a pretty good, um, it'll usually overwinter pretty well. Um, our rosemary doesn't die back, so it's good. Yeah. That was exciting to me. I'm like, it made it. (laughs) I planted this and it made it. Um, I'm trying to think what else I have. I think I did maybe some thyme. And they're not all, um, they're not all coming up. They're not all doing well, but I'm just kind of seeing, you know, how, and then I know I have, oh, I tried some, tomatoes which I've heard are hard to grow from seed but I wanted to try and then I'm looking at my porch to see what else I have I think that's I think that's it okay yeah um well so for the cilantro just so you're not sad in a few months um they they will go to seed and, and bolt and flower and you're going to be like, what happened to my leaves? And it's just not a, it's a more of a cool season plant. So once it starts getting too hot and the days get longer, it's, it's going to be. Yes. And that gone. happened to me last year with the ones I didn't plant from. I've never done well with cilantro. It doesn't, but maybe that is because it's too warm when I, whenever I try it. Yeah, if you probably buy, if you get a plant in like February, you'll probably get a couple months out of it. And then you could also do it again in the fall in like late September or something. And then you'll have it for a few months. And then, I don't know, you could overwinter it if, uh, you know, you protected it when you guys get a freeze or something like that. Um, But I think it gets bit back by a freeze too. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah. so that's something. And um, I was going to tell you, you may want to try nasturtiums. Um, they're really easy to grow and they have really big uh, multi- multiple color flowers and they have variegated types and they're really easy to grow from seed and you can even eat the the leaves. People put them in salads. I've seen people make pesto oh, wow. out of it. Um, and they're pretty do you, do you know how to spell it? Uh, let's see. I might butcher it. N-A-S... <laughs> T-I-R-U-M, nasturtium. That sounds weird. I don't know if that's correct. But if you just okay. start typing that into Google, yeah, yeah. it'll come up. And I can uh, I can email you exactly how it's spelled. Yeah. Um, they're really fun, and they're a great beginning plant to grow. And I think your kids will get a kick out of them, too, because they have the blooms, and they're really pretty. 
That's and awesome. they'd be a good hanging basket plant too, because they would drape over the side of the basket as well. If you were looking into doing that. Yeah, I've been um, covening some of my neighbors hanging baskets. So <laughs> 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 I notice things now that I didn't notice um, just with plants in general. So yeah, I'll have to look at that. Yeah. That's the crazy thing is noticing plants when you start looking for them. Um, like it seems like I will find a plant and have never noticed it before. And then all of a sudden I see it on all sorts of places and I'm like, exactly. how did I not know about this plant? And now it's everywhere. Exactly. I don't know how you could not know about a plant. You seem to oh, know, know them all. Although it, is it interesting living in a new state? Are you learning different things than? Well, yeah, for sure. I mean, I mean, I was from Texas originally, but you were that, okay. Yeah, but at that point in time, I was definitely not a a noticer, I guess. Uh-huh. Um, and so I wasn't paying attention to everything. I was in college, and you know, other things were my focus. And then, yeah, so Florida kind of got me into learning about all of that, and I came back, and I was like, oh, there's all these new plants to learn, and yeah. Um, yeah, so I've definitely learned a lot, and I know that I didn't learn nearly as much as I thought I did in Florida because I'll learn about a new plant, and it's just uh, there's ample opportunity to to know more. So it, yeah, it's ever expanding, right? There's always always more. Yes, I was going to tell you um, your neighbors and their plants. I don't know what they have, but they may be able to give you like cuttings. A lot of a lot of people have house plants and things like that that root easily um, from a cutting, and uh, that's a good way to expand your plants. <laughs> yes, I had a friend tell me that um, that that was easy to do. Actually, I had um, one of my son's friends, his mom. I picked him up one time, and she was gardening and she gave me a blackberry vine is it a vine yeah yeah she gave me a blackberry vine and she said that she's fairly new to gardening and she has a mother-in-law like me that's really good at it and so it's kind of (laughs) intimidating but she was saying that she's like if I can grow this you can grow this and she had me walk into her backyard and she had like several vines um and she said they have more blackberries than they can eat so i have a blackberry vine in my backyard (laughs) wow that's great yeah yeah our blackberries are are starting to bear a lot of fruit and i know i'm going to be sharing a bunch with the the birds as well but Uh uh-huh yes they're uh they've taken off i'm definitely a plant i'm glad we got (laughs) she said that they that snakes like them have you noticed um, no, I've not seen any snakes. Okay. Huh. I, this, did hers have thorns on it? I can't imagine a snake climbing up a thorny vine, but maybe. Um, you know what? I don't know that if it has thorns. Maybe there's Some thornless varieties, so I didn't uh-huh. know. So are you the only one in this gardening adventure, or do your kids and <laughs> husband get involved, or...? I I am the only one. My husband has talked about um, building, it, what are they called, the boxes that people are? Like raised beds? Gar- yes, exactly, mm-hmm. a raised bed. He's talked about doing that. Um, 
and I would definitely plant things in it if he got inspired to build one. But <laughs> I'm kind of, I kind of just um, do what I can handle doing. And then if anybody else jumps in, that's great. But at this point, it's mostly me. And I think they get, they get kind of like tired of hearing me say, Oh my gosh, did you see this new flower in the yard? Like it's never been here before. And they're just, uh, you know, kicking soccer balls over it. And I don't think think they care. My youngest has gotten into it a little bit with me just because he really enjoys being outdoors. And that's something new for me too, is I don't know what it is as I'm getting older, but I'm just so hungry to be outdoors. Like I want to be feet in the ground barefoot and the sun on me and the wind and just to be in the elements. And he's a lot like that too. So he, um, I think appreciates somebody wanting to go outside with him. Yeah. I can Um, definitely relate to that. There's a good feeling like after you've done like a day of yard work and you're like, I feel, feels good. Yeah, it does. I, um, I would get home from teaching all day and be really tired, but the first thing I would do is take off my shoes and just go, you know, weed or, um, sometimes mow the grass or just to be in my yard and out in the outdoors is very healing to me. So that's new. That's kind of new for me too. I I can remember um, one summer in high school where I really spent a lot of time outdoors and I keep thinking of that summer, like somehow this is connecting me back to whatever I needed at that time. The outdoors (laughs) is giving me. Yeah. So how about garden inspiration? Um, I saw that you had checked out a a book from the gar from the library. I think about gardening. Um, I think that was on Goodreads. I could be wrong. Um, I did, yes. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about that. What what was interesting about that, and how has it inspired you? And if, any other blogs or books or people or yeah, um, I I'm trying to think the name of the book because I didn't seek it out. I was at the library and I walked past it, and of course it being spring, they had all the gardening books like on display. Um, Ruth Page, I think it was. Does that name sound familiar? I, yeah, that sounds right. I think. I think I was trying to look, see if I had the title written down here somewhere. But um, yeah, I think it was called Ruth Page's Gardening Journal or. Yeah, that's right. Ruth Page's Gardening Journal. Um, so I don't even know who Ruth Page is. And to be honest, I didn't read it cover to cover to cover. I, cause like I said, I get overwhelmed <laughs> and I don't want to, I don't want to um, stop what I'm doing because I'm enjoying it. So I, um, I read one section where she said, it was the, in the very beginning and she was kind of encouraging people like me who were just getting started. And she, the quote she said was, 
if you've never started seeds, don't worry too much about it. Nature has designed them to want to grow. You and the garden seeds have exactly the same goal. So <laughs> I loved that. And that was really like, I read that and I'm like, okay, that's what I needed from this book. <laughs> because uh, that means that all my little experiments are doing just fine. And the seeds have something in them that wants to grow. And it's funny because I know that there is science involved in um, gardening, but it's so foreign to me that so much of it feels like a wing and a prayer. Like here's hoping that right. <laughs> something happens here. And so sometimes when I first started with that sweet potato vine, because it was Jack Johnson and I had a friend named Jack on Instagram that was growing plants. I was calling it like Jack and the Beanstalk. And it felt like, okay, I have these magic beans and let's see what happens. Right. Um, but now as I'm getting into it more, I'm like, oh, Ruth Page is right. Like it, it's actually going to grow. It actually knows what it's supposed to do. So I'm, even though all my seedlings didn't make it, some of them were really, really strong. And so those are the ones, you know, I transplant and do something with. And um, as far as other inspiration, I did go, it was St. Patrick's Day. So a very green day, the way I think of it, with four leaf clovers. And I was at the Science Museum in um, Oklahoma city with my kids and they have my favorite part of the whole museum is my kids least favorite part. And it's in the middle of the museum, you can go out to a courtyard. And so there's this outdoor section and they've really like built up kind of the gardens there and they have a greenhouse. And I went in to the greenhouse and I saw all these, um, you know, little seedlings that were started and they had them all labeled and I got so inspired. That's when I decided I was going to buy seeds and try to do something from seed because it just, it was just so cool to me that somebody had taken the time to plant a seed and the, like the dates on them, a lot of time had gone past and they were still so small. And I thought this could be good for me as kind of a spiritual practice of just being okay with things, taking time right. and having the patience to let something do what it's supposed to do. And nature does take so much time, you know, to, to grow things. And, um, it even gives me more appreciation when I'm getting groceries, you know, now when I'm <laughs> buying produce, I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is like gold. Somebody had to grow this from a seed and it's just a new, a new appreciation for yeah, where not- life, where life comes from, where that food comes from and beauty, even if it's, it's, flowers or but that somebody's taken the time to nurture and care for something and be responsible for it yeah I uh there was an NPR story yesterday 
talking about some farmers having major crop failures uh, and I think South Carolina and I was just thinking how difficult it must be. I mean, I mean, these are large scale, you know, corporate kind of farmers, but I mean, they have trouble and just thinking about how all of our small farmers market farmers, you know, just what they put into, into farming and, you know, one flooding rain or one windstorm and, um, you know, all that work that you've put into it is just, ah, it's, it's hard. Exactly. exactly. It's hard when you're gardening too, but, it, but your, your livelihood doesn't, you know, revolve around your garden, but it's just still disappointing. But um, yeah, it definitely puts things under perspective when you're growing plants and um, taking that time to learn them and yes. something happens. Yes. The first seeds that I planted um, this spring were some flower seeds and the morning after I planted them, my son, I had them in egg cartons in my windowsill and my son was playing around and kicked, <laughs> kicked one and they spilled everywhere. And I wasn't in the room, but I heard my kids like, oh no, those are mom's seeds. <laughs> She worked so hard. And I'm like, oh. (laughs) And it was that feeling of, why am I doing this? Like, why did I spend so much time um, planting all of them? And it's not even worth it. And, of course, it requires too much. Things have to be perfect. You know, the the environment and the circumstances, everything has to be perfect. Um, But the funny thing about it was I didn't – I didn't – blow blow up and get mad and I was just we talked about patience and as we were cleaning them up and the funny thing is we kind of just I was like we'll just you know put them back in as best we can and see what happens those were the first ones to sprout (laughs) the ones that he kicked over so the irony of it was really Ruth Page's thing like yeah so they want, they want to grow, they'll grow. And they, those were the f- first ones to sprout. So that kind of was a, a learning, a learning less opportun- opportunity, I guess, for me to just not to freak out about everything having to go perfect. And yeah. And you, you were mentioning, uh, you know, plants dying and wondering if it was worth it. I just wanted to like reassure you that, I just lost two succulents that, you know, I have a couple of plants in my office and I had three little cute little pots of succulents and two of them just rotted. So, oh, yeah, so, I, I can't keep succulents alive. Everybody is posting succulents and I do love them, but I have not had much luck with them. Yeah. Some of them can definitely be finicky and I guess I got some finicky ones. So, <laughs> you know, they don't require some don't really want that much water. And you're like, yeah, okay, I haven't watered you in two months. I should give you some water. And I think, you know, maybe it needed three months away, not two months. So yeah, it is. It, and they're each so different. So, and um, like about water, it like if they need water or not, I really get confused. Like, okay, are you yellow? Because I've given you too much water. Are you, or are you yellow because I haven't given you enough? And I've read stuff about it again and again, but it feels like so much of it is just 
feeling it out with each plant and yeah I mean you know sometimes it's a lack of a nutrient or a fertilizer yeah. or something and you're like well I'm gonna try this and see what happens <laughs> maybe exactly. it'll work or like I fertilized um I have snow peas I forgot to mention that that are growing oh. really well um on my back porch in a pot and I fertilized them and then they started turning yellow and I read you know you can like burn them with fertil- oh, right. fertilizing them. I'm like, Oh right. no, have I burnt you? <laughs> so it's, yeah, it's all little tweaks, you know, just variables, which is the science of it is adjusting one thing at a time and um, trying to see if you can help them along. Yeah. Uh, did you get any uh, peas from your, your vines or? I haven't yet. They're growing amazing. And I even got a, um, like a trellis for them to kind of climb up. Um, I was tying them to sticks for a while and then they got so tall and they were starting to wrap around. My husband had put his scooter on the back porch for the winter and they were starting to wrap around like his scooter, like grow around it. So that's funny. <laughs> yeah. So it's moved now and I have them trellis and they're growing great, but nope, there, there haven't been peas yet. So I bet you get some, have they, has it flowered or no, it hasn't. Uh-uh. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Hopefully when they flower in a few weeks, then you get some plant, uh, some beans. That'll be good. Awesome. Cool. Um, I had something else I was going to tell you when you said um, like books that have been inspiring me. I okay. read um, Henry David Thoreau's Walden. Oh, okay. Which I had never read before. And parts of it, have you read it? I've started it and I've never finished it. And yes. something on my, I need to get back to. That's exactly what I had done. I'd started it several times. And, um, Parts of it were definitely skim worthy, like as he's talking about, you know, how much each nail cost for his house. And right. <laughs> so I did skim through parts, but I stuck with it. And what I loved about it was his, he was feeling that same thing I'm feeling where that connection to the outdoors and that connection also to like working with my hands to make something happen. Um, and for some reason at this point in my life, like the earth kind of element is really, really important to me. And he talks a lot about, like he talks about it definitely from a very practical standpoint, but also from kind of like a spiritual or symbolic standpoint as to what it meant for him. Mm -hmm. And I really, I just really connected with it. It must've been the right time for me to read it. But can I, can I share a quote with you? Sure. Okay. It says, he says, let us settle ourselves and work and wedge our feet downward through the mud and slush of opinion and prejudice and tradition and delusion and appearance through church and state, through poetry and philosophy and religion, till we come to a hard bottom and rocks in place 
which we call reality, and say, this is, and no mistake. And so I think that part of why I've gotten into gardening is because through my own um, kind of metaphysical, spiritual journey, I have needed to get to like, just give me the raw materials. I don't want anybody else to tell me how I'm supposed to live my life. Just give me the raw materials and let me work with those and play with those and see what I can come up with if I'm left to my own creativity. And so I think something there that, that Thoreau was connecting with is what I'm feeling too. And like, if I can just get my own land to work with and work with it in my own way, in my own time and see what I can create. And gardening is, it's not, um, what's the word? Like, not elusive, but it's something concrete. It's something that's actually right before you. It's not you're going to dream of something growing and imagine it growing. It's actually you can see it and right. feel it and taste it and smell it. And um, I'm enjoying that very, I guess, scientific sort of way of this is proof, you know, that I did something here, that I was a part of this. And something beautiful has come from it. There's been growth. It's a feeling it. of accomplishment. It is. Of, well, it I mean, you're, you're taking, like you said, the raw materials and you've built something for yourself. And um, it makes you feel, yeah, I don't know, the sense of purpose. And I, there's it's a lot of good feelings that come from that. that yes. If you're successful in the plants. <laughs> You make it through all the hurdles. Yeah, even if I'm not, like even in the the failures, like if you want to call them failures, like there's learning and there's adapting. And I know like when I do have something grow, I know all the times it hasn't grown before that. You know, I know all the times my cilantro did didn't work. (laughs) Right. And then and so the that journey of it, like I really enjoy that as well, as much as just the success. Um, I enjoyed the story, I guess, along the way. Yeah, I mean, the story is what makes makes it interesting. It's where you get yeah. get the memories. Yeah, like I enjoy on Instagram watching you and like you had fire, was it fire ants? Oh yeah. Yeah. Fire ants. <laughs> yeah. And I, I like watching you garden as well in your story. Like who are, who are the creatures showing up, you know, making it difficult for her. Uh, um, and butterfly, you had caterpillars. Yeah. We had monarch caterpillars that, yeah. well, and unfortunately I'm not sure if they even survived. We had some bad weather and then I think they could have been predated upon. So I like, I kept trying to find them as, you know, see them as they grew in their larval stage, but I could never find them again, even though I've seen more eggs and stuff. So it's like, that's disappointing, but that's just part of, part of the cycle. (laughs) Yeah. And it's something unique to what you are seeing in your gardening. Yeah. Like that's unique to your story that you got to have those 
and got to watch for them. And I just, I appreciate those small details. Cool. So where do you see your garden going in the next year or two? Do you take it, you know, month by month, just kind of feeling it out? I I think so. I'm definitely a, um, I definitely like to let things kind of unfold organically and one thing leads to the next. And um, my in-laws will sometimes bring me over plants. Like I have some columbine flowers um, and they'll just, they'll see a deal and they'll drop me off a plant and then, you know, it takes me in a new direction that way. And they're learning cause they, we grew up in Ohio. So they're learning kind of how to adapt to this red clay dirt and they have their first um, raised bed. And so I'm kind of learning through them and watching them and feel like I'm a couple years behind them. Like maybe in a couple years we will have a raised bed and I'll um, have a better idea of what I can grow there. And so I'm, I, I definitely think that I will continue, um, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm hesitant for how much of my time I want to give it at right. this point. Yeah. Um, cause there's so many other things I love to do. And I, I wonder like, is this just a curiosity thing? And when the curiosity wears out, I'm going to be done. Or is this, I'm just going to want to be in the outdoors even more as I get older and, I'll just very slowly kind of thread in different pieces of knowledge and different plants as I go. And I think I'm more on that path. Yeah, I think so too. I think once you get bitten by the garden bug, Uh maybe slow for a while, but I think, uh, I think it'll take hold pretty good. Yes. Yes, I agree. So I guess we can kind of wrap up and do you want to tell people where they can follow your garden adventures? Yeah, sure. I, um, I have a blog that I blog out regularly. That's messycanvas.com. And I, my last zine, I do a monthly art publication called a zine, which is short for magazine. And, um, the, the April issue was all about, you know, a lot of what we've talked about, um, mm-hmm. my beginnings at, at gardening and growing seeds. And so I don't, I'm sure it will get weaved into, you know, my blogging and what I write about. Um, and then I'm on Instagram, Mandy.steward and Twitter, I'm messy canvas. So, but if you, if you go to my blog, then it has all my contact information. Cool. Yeah. I'm excited to see, to see how things go and to see you grow more things, more plants. And, you know, obviously if you have any questions and want any guidance and shoot me a email and actually, you know, and I know the other two people that have, uh, we're on the podcast that are in your area. I'm sure they would be helpful to, to connect yeah, to. You that's awesome. That, yeah, yeah, absolutely. You've always been great, Misty. You've always made me <laughs> feel um, very capable 
and um, you just kind of you just kind of give me the next little tidbit, and you have never um, overwhelmed me with the the grandness of what I'm not doing. <laughs> Good, <laughs> it's been great. I've always felt very comfortable learning. Well, thanks. From you, so Good. cool. I'm really grateful that you uh, make yourself available and that you love it so much. I think I get inspired by people that know what they're passionate about and they throw themselves into that. And you, I, I mean, as long as we've connected, I've loved seeing your passion for the outdoors. So. Wow. Thanks. Think, yes. You're welcome. Well, thank you for being on here and to talk about, you know, starting, starting from scratch totally. And, uh-huh, and, yeah. and the journey. Yes. So. Yeah. I think it's awesome that you would, have a podcast um, from a beginner. I think that's that's a cool angle, and you don't you don't hear about. I mean, people are just gardeners, you know. You don't hear about people. I'm just getting started. <laughs> At least right. I don't. So I appreciate that you would take this kind of approach to it. Because I think it's like that woman at the grocery store with the aloe vera. I think it's scary um, to think you might kill something. And you don't have to be scared about that. Nope, you sure don't. Because it'll happen no matter what kind of gardener you are. You'll kill the succulents in your office if nothing else. (laughs) Right. (laughs) All right. Well, I guess uh, we'll just end there. And um, I hope you have a good day. Okay, thank you, Miss. Thank you so much. Talk to you later. Okay, bye. Bye.